AEM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. All right, folks, we got 17 weeks in the books. Week 18, final week of the NFL regular season. We got divisions up for grabs. We got playoff spots up for grabs. We do not have number one seeds up for grabs, as we'll get into that later on in the show. I love this time of year. I love every week of the regular season. But this may be Captain Obvious. Week 18, or the final week of the season, is always the most exciting. A bunch up in the air, Dom, and we're going to get a lot more answers uh, after Sunday Night Football this week. Oh, yes, baby. This is the time of the year. The playoffs are abound, baby. And we are going to see some great matchup. The true cream of the crop has risen. Just one more week left to play out. couple spots here and there. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Just before we kick off in the NFL, we always like to talk a little about college football. We had two great games, two awesome semifinals. Michigan pulling it out of the hat and Washington as well. So we're going to get a Michigan Wolverines, Washington Huskies final. Two great semifinal games. I'm excited to watch that championship game on Monday. Dominic, I believe you're going to root for Michigan. Yes, Michigan, long overdue. It's crazy for the fan base. I hope they take it all and they should. Yeah, it should be a good game. Michael Penix, an absolute baller for Washington, so I'm going to be voting, voting for the Huskies. But let's get into some NFL action right now, Dominic. We had uh, games galore this past weekend. Obviously, no teams on buys. So, yes, Dominic, as per usual, get us uh, get us started off on our show. You know, I'm going to start right where we started last week's episode, yeah. which was the Cleveland Browns against the New York Jets this okay. week. Oh boy, I am in love with the Joe Flacco story. This story is rolling and there's no team in the NFL currently that I see that they can stop this from tumbling over them as well because Cleveland is red hot, baby. I think Cleveland right now, Joe Flacco in this football game showcased a lot of people that, you know, if you got the experience in the NFL and you're given a shot and you land on the wrong on the right team for the right system, you're able to deliver. And right now, Joe Flacco is delivering in this game, going 19 for 29, 309, three TDs and one pick. You know, I can't say enough about Joe Flacco. I really do believe that right now, this is the team to watch out for. Granted, it would be a crazy Cinderella story. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen, but this one would be right up there seeing Joe Flacco maybe potentially taking his team to the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's way too early, but... Man, William, what are your thoughts? Cleveland, I just don't think right now there's a hotter team in the NFL. It's it's incredible, Dominic. And, you know, like if you would have told me this just a few weeks ago when Flacco took over, I would have said, like, come on, you're nuts. This team will be lucky to be in, in uh, you know, chance to make the playoffs uh, heading into Week 18, let alone they're booked into the playoffs. And they are officially the number three seed, Dominic. They're locked in at three. They can't go higher, can't go lower. So, come on, Dom. Number three seed in the entire AFC with all these great teams. I'm flabbergasted to say the least yeah flabbergasted it seems like a team gels together at the right time who knows how far they could go i've been in love with david njoku this year just kind of like lifting up the receiving position even though he's a tight end he's like he's the guy in my opinion that really brought the entire plays i know you can make a great case for amari cooper as well don't get me wrong but i still believe that the glue is njoku as long as he's cooking with 
Good old Flacco. This team can go places. The running game this week, a little bit better than last week. Jerome Ford, 12 carries, 64 yards, averaging 5.3 yards a carry. That's what we want to see. We want to see the running game to be successful in Cleveland because without it, unfortunately, Joe Flacco will not be able to deliver the play action, which he's extremely good at. So keep an eye on that. If Jerome Ford ends up running like he just did this week, I think Cleveland could definitely win the first game they play with against with uh as for the new york jets <laughs> the jets what a weird season it was it started yeah. off obviously with aaron Rodgers going down here we are you know one game left i mean what are your thoughts really on the, on the new york jets do they bounce back next year with aaron Rodgers? i just think that right now there seems to be a more work that needs to be done than the quarterback position even though i had this team te- pegged to uh kind of go to the super bowl uh, preseason. Yeah. So this was my preseason pick, but I still think, I guess on the offensive line, there's still work that needs to be done. What are your thoughts, William? Well, like I can't see Aaron Rodgers deciding to retire after what happened and, you know, the unfortunate situation. I think he's going to be back with the Jets. I think the Jets have seen everything they need to out of Zach Wilson, or I hope they have seen everything they need to because he is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And uh, yeah, I, I think my gut, Dominic, Aaron Rodgers will be back in a Jets uniform come next season. He has to be. I mean, like at the end of the day, I honestly think there's going to be another receiver added to the New York Jets receiving core. Rumor had it at one point during the season that it could have been Devontae Adams. I just think that's a, too much of a big player to bring to, to the Jets. But a guy like T. Higgins, keep an eye on that guy. Starting some rumors early in William, but that would be a great fit for the New York Jets. Yeah, that could be a good one, Dom. And obviously, many uh, many possibilities there for those Jets. And uh, yeah, to being of the clown of the Cleveland Browns, my apologies. They are locked in at the five seed. It is the Chiefs that are locked in at the three seed, and the Ravens at the one. So the Browns will be the number five seed uh, heading into the postseason. And yeah, Dom Njoku, what impressed me the most about this whole situation about him is he demanded a trade twice, and for so many times, I thought he was going to be off the team. There were teams showing interest in him, and a deal just didn't get done. And, you know, it's a busting in disguise didn't happen because right now he seems to be, I think you said it perfectly well done, the glue that is keeping this team together. Yes, Amari Cooper's put up crazy numbers uh, just uh, just last week. But, yeah, Njoku, for a tight end to go over 100 yards as, you know, consistently as he, he has been, has been uh, pretty incredible. So the story in Cleveland right now uh, is is a fairy tale one. And who knows, Tom, it's been a crazy year in the NFL. I don't, uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, yes, Cleveland probably going to rest their starters, I assume. For, uh, for this weekend, and uh, or maybe for at least the second half. we got to see what happens there. Dom, again, I want to talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers over the Seattle Seahawks. Pittsburgh winning 30-23. to Man, oh man, do the Steelers look good. And Seattle had a chance here. Dominic playing at home against Pittsburgh. Yes, I know that uh, Mason Rudolph looked pretty good in the game before. But if you're Seattle, Dom, and you want to punch your ticket to the playoffs, you got to find a way to win at home against a team like the Steelers that have struggled on offense this year. Uh, Rudolph do it, looking uh, very similar to he did the previous week. 18 of 24, 274 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Seven catches, 131 of those yards going to George Pickens. And uh, it was actually Najee Harris getting 122 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Warren, 75 yards on the, on the ground and a touchdown as well. A huge, huge game when you talk about the playoff position for both teams. Obviously, one in the AFC and one in the NFC. And look, Dom, if you obviously we still got one more week to play, but if you look at the standings right now, this knocks out Seattle from playoff position. They are the sitting at uh, the eight seed, obviously, uh, with seven seeds making the playoffs, tied with the Green Bay Packers there. But the Seattle's going to need some help, right? They don't control their own destiny. We'll get into 
pitching uh, scenarios a little bit later on. But yeah, Dom, a huge win for those Pittsburgh Steelers, and they look good. And Mano Mano was the defense that came up clutch. Not having a great game, but forcing the fumble late in the game, recovering it, basically seeing the job there. Impressive win by the Steelers, especially to win uh, on the road in, in the 12th man, Dominic. Not to, not an easy place to play and not an easy place to get a dub. So good job, Steeler Nation. Yeah, you got to give credit where credit's due. I think Mike Tomlin sometimes gets these great game plans against really strong opponents or teams that are about to make the playoffs. And this was a Pete Carroll team that was ready to play. But unfortunately, Geno Smith, I I think, I don't know. I think this will be the last year that we're going to see Geno Smith in Seattle. I know that sounds a, really a bit early to say, but Geno needed to win. And I think that his inability to win this big game will probably relegate him as a backup quarterback back to where he once was. I think Seattle needs to move forward with a better QB. I know that's saying a lot against Geno, but I needed to see it, the Geno Smith that I saw from last year, and I didn't get to see it this year. You could blame yeah. injury all you want, but it's not over yet for Seattle, like you said. Could be a backdoor opening, but that's going to be really tough. As for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I'm not 100% sold on the Steelers team. I really am not. I mean, I'd like to believe they could potentially make the playoffs. Do I even want to see them maybe make the playoffs? I mean, obviously you do as a fan, but... And this is wishful thinking. Um, what I'm seeing right now is a great game plan based out of the running game. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. This is what I saw, you know, pretty much in the preseason. The speed, the tenacity. I'm like, man, this is going to be a great running team. We saw it against Seattle. But at the quarterback position, you know, how far can you go with Mason Rudolph? It's nice. It's great. You know, we're going to have a quarterback controversy now brewing. Obviously, I think we should go with Rudolph. I think that's, you know, you got a small ring, winning streak going. You're, the offense is finally looking better in Pittsburgh. But again, I don't know. Racing Rudolph, it seems to be, you know, you ride the wave as far as you can probably go. If you win mm -hmm. one game in the playoffs, if you actually make the playoffs, that is, that would be a success for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But again, maybe I'm beating greedy on the draft pick. I just don't see this team moving forward too far. Unless you had like TJ Watt winning the MVP and uh, taking it home defensively for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we haven't seen that in a long time. So beautiful game. They took this game 30 to 23. Granted, uh, could have been a lot closer, like you said, at the, at the late point. But that fumble was huge. But hats off to Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, so the you talk about, I get what you're saying there, Steelers. And look, a lot of teams in the NFL, Dom, you, you kind of make it into the playoffs. And you're not expecting much, but... I don't want to be a broken record here, but I think this is the year that it may be one of those New York Giants type teams that come in and, you know, have to win every single game on the road and beat a team like the Patriots back in the day, right? The undefeated Patriots uh, that nobody saw losing that season. The Giants came out of nowhere and, and they won the Super Bowl that year. And I think it could potentially be a, a team like that this year. So why not the Pittsburgh Steelers? Pittsburgh, uh, the easiest path for them to make the playoffs, they have to win uh, and then have uh, Buffalo lose or they could win and have... Uh, Jacksonville lose as well. Those are two ways they can make the playoffs. Um, there's other more complicated ways, but those are the two easiest ones for now. For Seattle, like you said, Dominic, they don't control their own destiny. They're going to have to win their game at Arizona, which is no gimme now. We're going to talk about Arizona being the Eagles a little later on. And they'll have to beat uh, the Cardinals, and they'll have to have the Green Bay Packers lose or tie to the Chicago Bears. Uh, so, you know, anything's possible. They have a few more situations of, uh, or I should say, circumstances where they make the playoffs. But Seattle, with that loss, don't control their own destiny, and that's always a tough thing late in the season. So hopefully those things happen for Seattle and both Pittsburgh Steelers. But we've got to wait and see, Dom. Let's continue with the, the recaps, the games that work.
You know, we got to talk about a team that you've been eyeing for the past few weeks, and they won another big game, which could have been an easy game for some, but obviously it wasn't. The Los Angeles Rams defeating the New York Giants 26 to 25. You know, this could be the second hottest team, I would say, in the NFL right now. The Los Angeles Rams putting a great push. This is the team that I saw at one point early in the season. I've been following the Rams early because I had Puka Nakua at one point during in my fantasy. And <laughs> I, I honestly think that this guy really elevated the Rams early. And what we got to see was the emergence of Kyrene Williams. Ever since this guy's been healthy, look at this game. 20 carries, 87 yards, and 3 TD. Not enough teams are putting uh, enough man in the box. They're focusing on Stafford, and they're not giving any respect to Kyron Williams. He's a smaller back, but you and I both know, William, we've been talking about this guy for two years now. He's been yeah. given the opportunity, and he's been really doing well. I mean, with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, it's just a handful, you know, with the wide receivers that the running backs, you know, they kind of get lost against, um, you know, opponents that play against the Rams. So, this is basically the secret sauce for the Rams. If they're going to go anywhere, Kyrene Williams needs to be the focal point and the guy that leads the way. Not Matthew Stafford, not Puka, or obviously Cup, which basically won for the Rams last time they won the Super Bowl. But this time around, got to be through the running game. What are your thoughts, William? I thought that this game was close, 26 to 25. Did you ever lose any hopes? Do you still believe in the Rams? What are your thoughts on the Los Angeles Rams? It's funny. I still do believe in the Rams. And I was just going to say there's, you know, a few ways you could look at this game. But look, I, the way I'm going to look at it is the Rams won a game on the road against the New York Giants team that wanted to win regardless of their, you know, their standings, their record. Winning NFL games isn't easy, especially on the road. And the Rams did it. Uh, and they didn't credit them. They held their own on the two-point conversion. I know it was a missed throw by Tyrod Taylor. But no, winning games is not easy, Dom. And the Rams did it. And with the, uh, they clinch, clinch a playoff spot. So no, I, I definitely still am a believer in the Rams. Yeah, this I didn't see this team coming. At one point, I'm like, oh, look at Puka Nakua. This guy's going to be great for the Rams. Little did I know that there would be a nice little push late in the season, led by, obviously, like I said, Kyrene Williams and Matthew Stafford. Let's see how far this team could go. They won a Super Bowl with, with uh, McVay. So, potentially, who knows, William? There's going to be an odd team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Is it the Los Angeles Rams? Stay tuned. We'll find out. Hey, why not, Dom? Like I mentioned, it's been uh, one of those years. And yes, yeah, so like I mentioned, with the the win, the LA Rams clinch a playoff berth. And just to talk about Kyron Williams and fantasy, Dom, I played against Kyron Williams in fantasy this week. I lost in the championship game. You asked oh. my buddy Gopal, he won. It was tough. I haven't made the finals in a long time, so I was pretty excited. But my, my hopes were squished pretty early on when Williams went wild. So tough loss for me either in my fantasy uh, championship game there. Uh, so, yes, but he, I love Williams, but wasn't a big fan of him that day just because I was playing against him. And, yeah, look, there's still a few, few spots up for grabs in the NFC. We're going to have a lot of games to decide uh, what happens there. And so, you know, obviously division's up for grab and uh, and everything. And look, down, we have about 40 seconds before we go to break. Crazy to think that at this point of the season, Dom, the Dallas Cowboys, if they win, they will be uh, division champs. We, we thought it was, you know, done. The Eagles were going to win the division. Obviously, they're going to go. We're going to beat Arizona. They don't beat Arizona, Dominic. And the Eagles right now are not the frontrunners to win the NFC East. you got the Cowboys just needing to beat the Commanders, and they're going to be NFC East champs. Yeah, that's a shocker. Arizona taking care of business like that against the Eagles. We knew there was something a little off with uh, the Eagles as of late. And uh, look. They got upset last week. There's always a one upset every week. They yeah. were the victims. 
Now it's going to be a really interesting adventure to find out who are the real Philadelphia Eagles, who's going to step up to the plate. They're in the playoffs regardless. Mm -hmm. Let's see where it, uh, the Eagles go from here. Great point, Dominic. So, Dom, let's jump into exactly what we were talking about just before we got the Philadelphia Eagles getting absolutely shocked by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, late in this game, Philadelphia was tied. They ended up getting a touchdown. I thought at that point that was going to be all she wrote. The Cardinals come back down. They get a TD of their own. And uh, and <laughs> I, I just can't believe it. This Hail Mary late in the game was uh, was for naught as the Eagles lose this game 35 231. You know, like I look at this game and I see the Arizona Cardinals, nothing to play for. I don't I like quote unquote nothing to play for. You know, teams always want to win games, but season is over. They're sitting at three and twelve. Late in this game, I believe it was James Conner. Uh, I just want to double check. Yes, James Conner got a two-yard rushing touchdown with 36 seconds left. And the passion and joy I saw from this team was completely uh, unmatched to that of the Eagles. You know, the Eagles, they seem to be going through the motions. They have so much to play for. They have a division to win. Earlier on in the season, they had a number one spot to play for. And they haven't shown this passion. And the Arizona Cardinals, a team, like I said, has nothing to play for, is going out there, scoring touchdowns winning games and you see them it's as if they won the Super Bowl they went nuts you have James Conner going bananas you have Kyler Murray celebrating you have their tight end celebrating too their old linemen and the, the Philadelphia Eagles you just don't see that passion and that leadership from this team and it's something I said earlier on in, in the, the previous shows I think this team is lacking a leader right whether it's A.J. Brown Devontae Smith somebody on the defense hurts uh, A.J. Brown is, is too up and down for me is he, I don't see him as a leader I see him Maybe not as a diva, but he needs to keep his emotions in check. Devontae Smith seems too much of a quiet guy for me, at least to be a leader of this team. For me, it's Jalen Hurts. Um, and right now, I've just seen, you know, time after time, the same look on his face after every game and after every loss. He's not playing terribly, right? But I don't think he's the Jalen Hurts this team needs to win a Super Bowl. And it's really surprising to see you expect a team after losing in the Super Bowl last year to come up with a lot more fire and a lot more juice. And I'm just not seeing it right now. And I'm seeing a heck of a lot more juice from other teams that are not even eligible to make the postseason. So for me, look, there's a lot you could dissect in this one game. That's the one thing that jumped out to me. The Cardinals wanted to win this game more than the Eagles, even though the Eagles had, you know, much more to play for and the game was in Philadelphia. So big shocker there. And, you know, the better team during this day, won the football game. Hundred percent. I mean, Philadelphia right now, believe it or not, might have had a little blessing in this game. And I hate to knock Devontae Smith, but there's too many mouths to feed in, in Philadelphia right now. And him being injured is actually going to benefit the Philadelphia Eagles. I think there's a locker room turmoil happening in Philadelphia that we don't know about. And everybody wants to be involved. Everybody wants to be the star. We're not able to see a team that's functioning and gelling together. Now, with Devontae Smith going to be probably out, I'm going to say, at least one week. And yes, we're not in the playoffs yet. But you need the team to focus, first of all, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was the hottest receiver in the NFL at one point in the season. And I think that he needs to get the ball. They seem to be a lot more successful when he gets it. And, you know, guys are going to have to take a backseat to him. And, you, you know, you could be saying, who is it going to be? Is it going to be DeAndre Swift? Is it going to be Dallas Goddard? I see a lot of personalities that are pretty big, but you got to keep it simple. It's got to be the running game and A.J. Brown. That should take at least, you know, should give you at least the week one of the playoffs a victory. Then you could start mixing it up in the second round of the playoffs. And then, you know, at least you're going to get your mojo back. They have no mojo. They're basically a team right now that's based, basing all their confidence on Jalen Hurts. Granted, he's the quarterback. 
but he's not your typical quarterback. And we're seeing him regress, I think, this year than the big season that he had last year. So let's see how far they're going to go. I think they could potentially be a one-and-done team. But again, I'm going to give the confidence to their head coach, Nick Sirianni. I think that this guy, you know, he went to the Super Bowl last year. And that was a pretty big step, you know, coming in the league year one. I think he could still manage this team to at least win their first round uh, against whoever they play against. Literally whoever they play against. That offensive line is that strong that can build a wall around Jalen Hurts. Keep it simple. Just throw it to A.J. Brown and see how far the Eagles can go. Look, the Philadelphia team on paper is is uh, arguably the best team in the NFC, right? I don't think anybody argues that. It's a, you know just games aren't won on, on paper. So maybe they need to simplify the offense a little bit more, like you Gotta said. Simplify. Gotta simplify. Yeah, they're going to have to figure something out because even their defensive side of the ball hasn't been great. And look, for them, they still have a division they could possibly win, right? If they win against the New York Giants, which obviously they'll be favorites, and Dallas loses or ties their game, the Eagles win their division. Chances are, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Commanders. Obviously, we don't know what will happen, so I don't think the Eagles will win the division. But look, they still have a division to play for, and, you know, they want to go in uh, into the playoffs on a winning note. So let's see it happen this week. Playing at 425 at the New York Giants, this game is definitely uh, not, uh, not a shoe-in for the Philadelphia Eagles as we just saw them lose at home to the Cardinals. So... Hopefully they take this game seriously, and they probably will be without Smith, like you mentioned. Uh, we'll have to, uh, to wait and see the diagnosis officially later on in the week. But uh, yes, Philadelphia with a much, much needed victory coming up against the New York Giants. So hopefully they get that done. All right, let's continue with the recaps. Yeah, I watched a very interesting football game this week. I wanted to know what was going on in the AFC South. So I watched yeah. Indianapolis versus the Las Vegas Raiders to see... Can the Indianapolis Colts do anything with their opportunity that they could potentially get and be that weird Cinderella team that no one sees coming? And it, and listen, in this game, they did what they needed to do to win the football game. I think that the Raiders had a good opportunity in this game, but I think coaching might have been the difference. And Gardner Minshew leads the Indianapolis Colts to a 23-20 victory, going for 15 for 23, 224 yards. And one TD, basically getting his points early with a big, beautiful passes to Alec Pierce. Uh, this game plan seems to be, again, the right game plan. When you have a beast in Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's finally coming into his own in Indianapolis. And this guy was, you know, the number one back two years ago, in my opinion. So he's coming back from injury, able to put it together. And if the Indianapolis Colts defense know stays true to who they are which is a very hard-nosed defense i love zaire franklin i think that he's an underrated guy he's just all over the field getting tackles i love divorce buckner getting to the quarterback this team defensively could shock some people it could but how mm. are they going to do it offensively that's the only million dollar question it comes down to gardner Minshew. not a lot of people saw this one coming but you know I think that they've been doing a very admirable job. Now, is it going to be good enough to beat the Texans that they faced this week? Oh, we'll have to see about our picks later on. But they took this football game. Gardner Minshew, I'm frigging shocked. This guy could very well make his way in the playoffs and start leading the Colts to some type of playoff run. Yeah, with that win, the Colts continue uh, to... Uh cement their spot in the playoff race and eliminate the Las Vegas Raiders from playoff contention. Uh, we'll see what happens there in the offseason. So pretty crazy. You talk about the AFC South. You still have all three teams, all three. There's four teams in the division, but yeah, okay, I mean, um, 
Right now, Tennessee obviously doesn't have a shot, but you have Houston uh, with a chance to win their division. And obviously, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars with a chance and the, the uh, Tennessee, excuse me, not the Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts there. And little do you know, Saturday, 8-15, you got the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Simple, Dominic. You win, you're in. As simple as that. If Houston wins, they're in the playoffs. If Indianapolis wins, they're in the playoffs. They can use a little bit more help for both of them to win the division. But I love how this happened. Saturday, 8-15, Musty TV, Houston at Indianapolis to see who gets a spot in the playoffs and potentially uh, a chance at winning their division. Um, and yes, Jacksonville, they are playing at Tennessee. If Jacksonville wins, they win their division. And uh, the unfortunately, uh, the winner there of Houston and Indianapolis will not win the division, but still will punch a playoff ticket nonetheless. So a big, big game there. I love how this worked out. Obviously, uh, really exciting there with divisional matchups. I'm going to continue on. Recaps. I don't want to talk too much about this game. Everyone knows I'm a Dolphins fan at heart. I love my Finns. This was an absolute blowout by the Baltimore Ravens. This game was close for a quarter and a half. And uh, I think that, you know, there's a few things we learned from this game. Number one, I think Lamar Jackson cemented himself in the MVP race is pretty much over at this point. I think he will win this year's MVP. Uh, you can make a case it could be Purdy, it could be McCaffrey, it could be Tyreek Hill. I, I think everyone from the Dolphins at this point is pretty much eliminated because of the, the victory over Miami and just the way Lamar Jackson did it. Throwing for five touchdowns in this game, three incompletions. Um, Baltimore looked as good as advertised. Look, and, and I'm going to say it, I... I'm not a huge Lamar Jackson fan myself, uh, but he's proved he's proved me wrong this season. He's had a great year, uh, and they put up a ton of points in this game, and I've put up a ton of points throughout the, the start of the season, and they clinched the number one seed already with a week remaining. Very, very curious to see what this team does in the playoffs. But, you know, if it's anything like they've been doing in the regular season, Dom, it will should be a rematch of a Super Bowl from a few years ago between the Ravens and the 49ers. But Baltimore's point of view, uh, they looked really good. Lamar looked incredible. They were running the football well. Uh, even though they didn't run it all that much, it was pretty incredible. You think about this team as a run-first team. They didn't run it that well. You had Isaiah likely getting two touchdowns. You had Flowers balling out. You had Odell with the big catch. From a Dolphins point of view... This is sad. Um, look, I love my Dolphins. I always will. Unfortunately, come December, the Miami Dolphins seem to struggle. Uh, and it, it's sad. They had a chance to win their first AFC East title since 2008. They're going to have to, do, if they want to do so, they're going to have to beat the Buffalo Bills um, on Sunday Night Football, which we'll talk about later on in the show. But look, Miami's, you know, they're limping into the playoffs. They lose uh, this game. They get demolished. Bradley Chubb, gone for the year huge, huge injury there. McDonald's going to have to ask, answer questions. The game was a blow. I believe they were up down by 30 points. He gets Chubb into the game. He tears his ACL. So now no Phillips for the year. No Bradley Chubb for the year. Stephen Howard was injured as well. Uh, Mosher didn't play in this game. Waddle didn't either. Miami's dealing with injuries. Uh, but so are a lot of other teams. They're going to have to pick up their socks and get a victory against Buffalo on Sunday Night Football. Huge win for the Ravens. Tough for Miami. The good thing is they're at least uh, getting to a playoff spot. But uh, this was uh, a man amongst boys was Lamar or Lamar Jackson in this game. And a game, it was a game that wasn't close. And Baltimore showed they're definitely tier one in the AFC. Yeah, Baltimore is a good football team. No doubt about it. They're going to be number one. They deserve to be number one. This will be Baltimore's best opportunity to win the Super Bowl uh, within the Lamar Jackson era. I think that the team... All they need to do is win three games, and the way that they play football, that's Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. You know, three football games is an easy task for Lamar Jackson. Four football games, believe it or not, I wouldn't be as as confident, but three, yeah. 
Not just, we talked about at one point in the season, this is not the team you want to see get the bye. They will get the bye, and granted, they deserve They've done an amazing job coaching. When you can get Gus Edwards to be your primary back, you know you're doing something right with your personnel, specifically at the offensive line. They seem to have an offensive line year in and year out to be able to run the ball down individuals' throats. Granted, when you got Lamar Jackson, you don't know where it's coming from. Is it coming through his legs? Is it coming from the, his arm now? Who would have thought that for all the laughing that I heard about Lamar Jackson's arm, boy, did he ever turn it around this year. This guy has got a chip on his shoulder. You know, did they want to pay him in Baltimore? Now look what he just did. Did he not deserve his money? Absolutely he did. He will be laughing. But in the playoffs, it's a different story. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a one-and-done team. I know that's yeah. crazy to say, but I would not be surprised. There's so much parity in the NFL. If they play against an AFC North team, for example, they know how to play the Baltimore Ravens. As for the Miami Dolphins, you know what? You can look at this as, uh, you know, they lost Bradley Chubb this, blah, 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 blah. This team is all about their offense. Yeah. And as long as they get a healthy Tyreek Hill and Waddell for the playoffs, or at least at running at 80%, that's good enough for me because that offense could tear up any team in the NFL. And in this football game, I saw Devon A. Chain still play great football after yeah. his injury. That is a huge step because, in my opinion, Moster and A. Chain are going to have to lead the way in that first week of the playoff. These both pieces are gigantic. For, Phil, uh, for Miami because the receivers are so good. They, these two guys should be running wild. So don't close the books just yet on the Miami Dolphins. It will be one through the running game. And their D is going to be obviously really depending on Jalen Ramsey. That guy, they picked him up. He's going to have to play lights out football in the secondary. And a guy that really, I thought, had a great season this year. Andrew Van Ginkle. Yes. Keep an eye on that guy. I honestly think that this guy, veteran leadership, will go a long way. So all you guys might be out there, maybe a little bit sad about the Miami Dolphins. I certainly am not. I'm not taking my eye off them. They can win a football game on any given Sunday with that offense. That's what's going to need to be done moving forward for the Miami Dolphins. A glass half full, Dom. I love it. Yes, Andrew Van Ginkle. A lot, of, a lot of people may not know him. He's not a household name, but he has stepped up in the absence of Jalen uh, Phillips. So yes, hopefully he's able to continue. And yeah, for I couldn't have asked for a better Sunday night football game to end the regular season. Buffalo, Miami, chance at the division. Winner gets the AFC East. If Buffalo wins, well, they continue their quest atop the AFC East. AFC East. If Miami wins, like I said, they win the division for the first time in 15 years. Miami has clinched the playoff spot. Buffalo has not. But even if Buffalo loses, chances are they'll make the playoffs the only way they don't make the playoffs is if they uh if they were to lose um and pittsburgh were to win and jacksonville were to win uh so you look possible right now buffalo's going into the game in miami as favorites so we'll see what happens there uh don let's continue with the recaps we've got a lot more to discuss yeah absolutely i'm gonna go on a little weird game here was the new orleans saints beating the tampa bay buccaneers oh boy Tampa Bay still controls their fate, but at the end of the day, I don't think a lot of people give New Orleans enough credit. And, uh, you know, while everybody was singing Baker Mayfield's praise, 
He didn't have a terrible game here, but unfortunately for them, it wasn't enough as Derek Carr comes in Tampa Bay and takes the victory 23-13, going 24 for 32, 197 yards and two TDs, and finding Jamal Williams on a huge play. Sorry, not Jamal Williams, Jawan Johnson on a huge play that, in my opinion, was the key turning point in this football game. Jawan Johnson going eight reception, 90 yards and one TD. I think that the New Orleans Saints, I'm going to call a shocker. Tampa Bay might not make the playoffs. I still think that the New Orleans Saints is going to make uh, or is going to win the division, I should say. And uh, obviously, that's kind of giving away my pick early on. But you will watch the Saints. Nobody takes the Saints seriously. And as long as you have your ticket punched into the playoffs, you have an opportunity. The thing with the Saints is that they're well-balanced. They got a good running game. They got a, a veteran kind of quarterback with Derek Carr. And they got like all these misfits other than Chris Olave yeah. at wide receiver. And if this team could sneak in, I'm telling you, nobody's going to look at this team. It's like this, this team that doesn't belong in the playoffs. And when you take your eye on a team that doesn't belong in the playoffs, that's when the upset happens. So they beat this Tampa Bay squad, which I don't know what the game plan was. Seems like they wanted to hit Trey Palmer a little too much in this football game. I would have kept it more Mike Evans style, but hey, he went to all of them and he came up short, Baker did. So they lost this football game 23 to 13 and keep an eye out for those New Orleans Saints. Oh man, does it ever, you know, set up an exciting finish? We talk about the AFC South being uh, exciting. The, how about the NFC South? The Atlanta Falcons can win their division if they win and Tampa Bay loses. Mind you, Tampa Bay is playing the Carolina Panthers, so chances are Tampa Bay will win, but we, we're not going to count the eggs before they hatch, as they say. Uh, and for Tampa Bay, they win. Uh, they win their division. It's as simple as that. Uh, maybe a lot easier said than done. BS. As long as they win, they uh, as long as they win their game against the Panthers, they win their division. And uh, as for the New Orleans Saints, uh, Don, we talked about it. If they win their game and Tampa Bay loses, uh, then they win the division. Also, a chance that uh, these teams make the playoffs regardless of not winning the division. That'll acquire a lot of other more complicated stuff with Seattle and Green Bay, but. A lot up in the air, so we'll be exciting uh, week 18 finish uh, in the NFL. A game I want to talk about, less for the players, but more for the Zebras. Uh, the Detroit Lions-Dallas Cowboys. Okay, um, this was a great game. This was a very good game. A little bit lower scoring than I thought. Uh, Jared Goff got me 10 points in my fantasy uh, yeah, safe to say I will not be picking him up or drafting him anytime soon in the next few seasons. But... Um, a little bit more importantly, we had an NFL game to talk about. 20-19, late in this game, the Lions decide to go for two after this, that, and the other thing happened. They get the two-point conversion. It was a to an offensive lineman. Now, the question was, did he declare? Did he not declare? Did the ref tell the Cowboys the wrong guy declare? Did he forget to declare? This, that, and the other thing. Well, I don't think anyone is going to know for sure. From what I'm reading, it looks as if the referees made a mistake. Potentially, the referees told the Cowboys the wrong guy was eligible. You saw the frustration for the the Detroit Lions. The, the player himself got the pass. Obviously, Dan Campbell being super frustrated. Look, uh, we've been saying it for a long time. We, we question the refereeing in the NFL, and, and I've said for a very long time since watching football, these players and coaches get held accountable, right? They make mistakes, they get held accountable. These refs need to get held accountable. And I was very pleased to hear that these refs will get demoted for the playoffs. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if they're not going to ref, if they're on probation, what exactly that entails. But it's just good to know that these refs are finally being held accountable for their mistakes because too many times in the NFL, in the NFL we've seen refs 
uh, decide outcomes of games. And that may have been the case in this game. It seems like it was. It really does seem like it was. Too many times it happens in the NFL. I don't know if there's these refs wanting to make a spot on TV. Look, mom, I made it. One of these things. But it's frustrating as a fan, you know. And I get it. Look, could I do a better job refing? Of course not. These are the top ref football refs in, in the entire world. And I get it. But at the same time, you need to, you know, pick your stuff up. You know, you can't be making mistakes like this when the game is on the line and when the season is on the line for certain teams. Um, look, I don't wish, you know, anything, any bad on anybody, but it is nice to see these refs, you know, finally being held accountable because uh, it was a very good football game in terms of tight and the exciting finish. But the refs seem to screw it up in this one and they're being held accountable. So that makes me very, very happy. Yeah, what a heartbreak for the Detroit Lions. But yeah. you know what? Sometimes a weird situation like this could be a galvanizing moment for the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. Saying like, not only do we have to beat the opponent, we got to beat the, the refs as well. So yeah. let's see what the Detroit Lions could do moving forward. I personally think it was kind of a chintzy call, but we've been seeing all these subjective yes. calls all year. And when it becomes so subjective as a fan, and I'm just trying to understand the rules, if I'm watching something and I don't understand the rules, something is wrong. So I'm sure the NFL, as usual, every year, they're going to go tweak things. They're going to get it right. But right now, there's always some oh, some bizarre moments in the officiating era that I just think is just too bizarre. Like you said, you don't want to jump into conspiracy theories. You're just like, you just scratch your head. And you got to move on. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say the Detroit Lions will use this moment as a galvanizing moment to say to everybody, you know, we're going to show a lot of people wrong. And I, they, to me, are an underdog team entering in the playoffs that I've seen a lot of great Detroit Lions game. They are probably the best balanced team in the NFL. And we all know Jared Goff will be the one that's going to have to shoulder it all and be the hero that he could be. You mentioned the New York Giants on the top of the show. This mm -hmm. could be the New York Giants that won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. So I see a team that's well-balanced. They got to run the football to be successful. And then they got the nice receiving core that they have up there. They could do it if Jared Goff does not turn it over. What are your thoughts, William, on the Detroit? Can they pull it off this year? And what were your thoughts completely at the, at the end of this game? What are your thoughts about the Lions? Are they done? Are they going to be demoralized out of this victory? Or will they bounce back? No, I, you know, I, I think they will bounce back, Dom. You know, I thought it was this game was a real coin toss. I didn't think either team played that well, but Detroit still not playing great in this game, had a chance to win it late. I don't think the Lions are done. Would I be surprised to make them make a Cinderella one? I, I would be because I just find this team too inconsistent, and it starts with Jared Goff, Dom, and unfortunately he's too up and down for my liking. Yeah, I understand that. And it's a great uh, take because it is Jared Goff that is basically going to be the difference maker. I just think that... If you're going to make it in the NFL with a great football team, Jared, this is going to be your only chance. Because if you don't make it, right behind your shoulder is a rookie quarterback that's going to take over. I guarantee you Hooker is just waiting, biding his time, and he's going to take that number one spot maybe next year. That's right. I'm going to call it Jared Goff. Won't be a Detroit Lion if he doesn't take the Lions far this season. I don't give him a big contract, and I show him the door. It's on, Jared. Let's see what he can do, and that's how far they will go. It's as long as Jared Goff can lead the way. Hot take there from Mr. Demister. I love it. So, folks, we're going to do something cool here. Uh, we got our NFL bracket 
Uh, as we make our picks, as a result of our picks, we're going to tell you who us individually have as our opening round matchups, who will be what seed in the playoffs based off of the winners we have from this week. Thanks to Dominic showing me a cool thing called NFL Playoff Machine if you want to try it yourself. So, Dom, let's get this going, and then we'll leave a bit of time after the show to give who we have playing who. we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens, Saturday, 4.30, Steelers favored by 3.5. Look, Baltimore, I don't think he's going to play their starters the whole game. Give me Pittsburgh. The game means more. Pittsburgh wins by two. They don't cover the spread, but they win. I think that the Steelers will win this football game as well. I do think it's going to in overtime as they mostly mostly does against these two franchises. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take it 13 to 10 in a defensive battle in uh, Baltimore. All right, must-see TV, Saturday Night Football. We got the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Winner punches their ticket to a, a playoff a playoff spot and potentially chance at winning the division. Houston Texans, Colts, Texans favored by one. I'm going to go with the Texans winning this game. Dominic C.J. Stroud gets it done over Gardner Minshew, 27-24 Texans. I agree 100%. We need to see C.J. Stroud in the playoffs. It'll be an amazing quarterback to watch. I got the Texans 27-23. to All right, next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Dominic Saints favored by three. Yeah, the Saints at home, you know, you just don't bet against the Saints. I think it's going to be the Derek Carr show. Keep an eye on those Saints. They'll take this football game 20-10. to Oh, I'm with you on it, Dominic. I'm going to go 2016 final score for the Saints. Falcons just not cutting it. Not been impressed with the way they played lately. Next up, Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. We got Cincinnati favored by six in this game. Yeah, I think they're thinking Flacco's going to sit. But you know what? Once you're hot, you got to let it ride. Give me the Browns, baby, in this football game. They take this football game 24-20. to 20. You know what, Tom? I'm going with the Browns as well. Looks like we're going to have the same uh, same predictions here. Yeah, I got the Browns winning this game. I think Flacco's going to play at least a quarter or two. Look, I think you want to keep him hot for the playoffs and at least get him a few reps in. So give me those Cleveland Browns. I'm going to go final score 30-17. to 17. Next up, we got a battle of the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Patriots favored by two and a half in this game. Give me the Jets to win this game. And uh, a game really doesn't mean anything in terms of playoffs, but give me the Jets to win by one. Yeah, you always want to win your last game of the season uh, to get the locker room pumped up for next year. I think it deserves to be the New York Jets to win this football game, and I'm taking them 13-10. to 10. Alrighty, next up we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville looked terrible this past weekend. Uh, they are favored by 5.5 over those Tennessee Titans. Yeah, this is my upset of the week. I really do think that playing in Tennessee, being able to take down one of your opponents that's in your division with you so they don't make the playoffs. Give me the Titans to take this wow. game in overtime 26 to 20. Wow. Good stuff there. Excuse me. Jacksonville did not look terrible. They actually won their game 26 to 0. Uh, but I think that Jacksonville continues on the trend and they win this game, Don. This game means more to them. They come out, they win this game. I'm going to go fairly easily in this one. Final score, 30-10 to 10 in this one for those Jacksonville Jaguars. Next up, Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. we got the Lions favored by three. Yeah, the Lions need to win this football game to carry the momentum. They will win this football game 27-20. to 20. Lions win this game. They're at home. Uh, you know, they want to be heading into the right direction come playoff time. Final score, 27-23 to 23 for those Detroit Lions. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing for the division at the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay favored by five and a half. Will they win the division? Mike is saying yes. Give me some Baker in this one. Baker Mayfield gets the job done in overtime. Bryce Young and the Panthers give them everything they can handle, but it is not enough. 32-26 
final score, Bucks in overtime. Yeah, I got another upset here. Oh, William. goodness. I really do. I think that the divisional games at the end of the year was a brilliant decision, and we're going to see some teams falter as a result. The Panthers will grab the Buccaneers and make him one of their victims. Yes, Buccaneers take it in overtime, 27-21. to 21. Ooh, wow. Sorry, Baker. All right, next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Commanders. Boys favored by 13. Yeah, this Cowboys team right now, C.D. Lamb, has to be almost in the MVP conversation. He's been lighting it up for those Cowboys, and it won't change. They're just that hot. They'll massacre the Commanders. Give me the uh, the Cowboys, 30-10. to 10. I'm going to go 31-20 here for the Cowboys as well. Uh, you know, like we talk about teams needing to win more. They need to win more, and they want to win that division and prevent the Eagles from winning it for a back-to-back years. Next up, LA Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers already punched the one seed. Uh, congrats to them, but they're favored by three and a half in this one, even though the starters may not play. The thing is with the 49ers, all they got to do is run the football. And they do that very, very well. This is going to be an old school, ugly football game. But still, give me the 49ers to take it 14 to 10. Honestly, Dom, I'm going with the mindset that they're going to be resting their starters the entire game, if not most of the game. And look, the Rams, uh, they have uh, they have a shot to heading continue to head in the right direction come playoff time. Give me the Rams to win this football game. I think Rams potentially rest their starters as well. But no, I'm going to go with the Rams regardless. They win this game on the road. I'm going to go final score 27-22. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. Eagles favored by five. Eagles bounce back. They come out. They blow the New York Giants out of the water. Final score, 37-13. Eagles win. Yeah, the Eagles, you would imagine. We thought last week they needed it. This one, they need it. So they will take this football game. I think it'll be just squeaking by in an overtime game, 26-20. to One of the best rivalries in all of sports, Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. We got the Cheeseheads favored by three. Yeah, a lot of people... Are surprised about the Packers. You know, we were up and down, but looks like they're coming strong in the end at the finish line. They will beat the Bears 17 to 14. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers to win this game as well. I'm gonna go final score 21-20, late last second field goal by those Packers. They get the job done and win in Lambeau. Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. We got the Seahawks favored by two and a half. Look, Seattle needs to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think they do just that. They beat the Cardinals. I'm going to go in a low-scoring, old-school game, 16-13 to 13 car, uh, Seahawks in this one. Yeah, you never will think that Pete Carroll will do a, a boo-boo at the end of the game, at the end, the end of the year. So I don't think it's going to be a Pete Carroll boo-boo. Potentially, the Seahawks might squeak in. They'll win this football game 17-10. to 10. All right, we got the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas favored by two and a half. Now, the the Raiders have been playing some good football, and they will win this football game. Max Crosby is going to be the difference maker on defense. They take it 13-7. to Crosby's been incredible, but I'm going to go with Stidham in the Broncos. I think he's going to be starting this game. I like what I saw out of him this past weekend. So, yes, give me the Broncos to win. Uh, once again, I'm going to go final score here for the Denver Broncos, 23-18. to Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. We got the Chargers favored by three. Now, I'm going with Kansas City to win this game. Uh, not sure who's going to play for Kansas City. They have the three-seed locked up, like I mentioned, but... I still got them winning this game. They're not going to lose to the LA Chargers. So give me the Chiefs to win this game. I'm going to go a final score 31 to 18. I agree with you, William. They need the mojo, right? They just need the mojo. They will win this football game 27 to 20. 
Last but not least, Sunday Night Football winner takes the AFC East. Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Bills favored by three. I got to go with Buffalo here. I think Buffalo right now is playing phenomenal football. And uh, as long as they keep that running game going, the Bills will take it. They win this football game 27 to 24. Listen here, Dolphins. You guys are going to go out there and you guys are going to win this darn football game because as a fan, I'm tired of seeing the non-Miami Dolphins win this division. We haven't won the division since 2008. We're going to go out there, regardless of who's playing, regardless of who is is, is injured and who is not injured. Tua, you're going to have a good game. Tariq, you're going to have an even better game. And Jalen Waddle and most of you guys are going to play this game because, gosh, we need to win this football game. We're at home. We're playing Buffalo. Buffalo has owned Miami over the course of the last few seasons. Miami gets the job done. They win this game. Game goes to overtime. Tyreek Hill gets a 49-yard touchdown to seal this game. Dolphins win. Final score, 28-22. Miami wins the AFC East. Dominic, I'll let you go first. We did a heck of a job speeding through all those picks today. We got six minutes left to dissect what we have in our playoff machine. And we could talk about... Um, a few things afterwards so yeah dom give me please give me your afc and nfc matchups who's playing who and uh, yeah who's in that and what seed listen i got the, the baltimore ravens finishing first in the afc and then followed yeah. by buffalo winning the number two seed and they will be hosting the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> who slide in at the number seven seed yes pittsburgh winning a big one against baltimore in order to slide in there Number three will be the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Miami Dolphins, who finished oh. at the number six seed. And the number fourth seed, it will be the Houston Texans winning their division, and they will be hosting the Cleveland Browns. That's for my AFC. As for my NFC, I got the San Francisco 49ers taking the first seed. I got the Dallas Cowboys coming up and taking the number two seed away from Philadelphia. They will host the Los Angeles. Rams finishing number seven. That will be an interesting game. Then I got the Detroit Lions winning their division, finishing third, and they will be hosting the Green Bay Packers, who will finish number six seed. And finally, to round it up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who will win their division and they will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, unfortunately, somehow I thought the Saints were going to make it, but it looks like the <laughs> Buccaneers, according to the playoff machine, will take this victory. They take this football game and they will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles in the wild card. I love it, Dom. Looks like the playoff machine knows best. All right, Dom, mine is a tad bit... Uh, different tiers. I got a few similar matchups, a few not the same. Obviously, in the AFC, we have the uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the one seed. That it will change, will not change no matter what happens this week. I got the Miami Dolphins in the two seed. Yes, maybe wishful thinking, beating the Buffalo Bills. And that would set up a, a game. I'm not sure if we're going to watch this one together. There may be some uh, fisticuffs. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins could be uh, a game between both. Our squads, that would be cool. I got Dolphins at the two seed, Pittsburgh at the seven seed. Coming in at the three seed, I got the Kansas City Chiefs, as that is already determined, hosting the Houston Texans. Houston at the six seed, that would be a rematch of a uh, uh, yeah, playoff matchup from a few seasons ago. And to round it off in the AFC, I would have the Cleveland Browns in the five seed playing at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That would be in the four seed. That's for my AFC NFC, San Francisco stays in the one seed. I got the Dallas Cowboys, like you do, at the two seed. They are going to host the Green Bay Packers, who are in the seven seed. Potentially here, my favorite matchup, Dom. 
I have Matthew Stafford playing at the Detroit Lions. So I got the LA Rams in the sixth seed playing at the three seed Detroit Lions. And man, oh man, would that be a cool story to have Matt Stafford play against his former team. And just like you, I have the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay and playing the four seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would set up for an exciting matchup there. So, Dom, I guess I'll throw it over to you now. Of the matchups that you have on your playoff machine, which is the one that intrigues you the most and why? Well, we'll do a quick correction. Actually, I do have the Saints finishing fourth because I had selected by accident Tampa Bay on the machine okay. and selected it. So I do have the Saints hosting the Eagles. But okay. to answer your question, out of all these teams, I mean, I have to admit, the one that's actually the most intriguing – was the Cleveland Browns against the Texans. I think whoever will win that game could very well be in the AFC uh, in the AFC championship game. So we will see if that's possible. And as for the NFC, I mean, the Green Bay Packers against the Detroit Lions. Again, that, that series to me, whoever would win that could very well be in the NFC championship. So those four teams, Cleveland, the Texans, Green Bay, and Detroit, so far, these could be, in my opinion, the Cinderella teams as we enter the NFL playoffs. I like that, Dom. For me in the AFC, I got, I'm got. i eyeing the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I mentioned, uh, you know, rematch of a few seasons ago. Houston had the game in the bag. Kansas City comes storming back, wins the game. You got an up-and-comer in T.J. Stroud. You got a uh, veteran in Pat Mahomes. I think that would be a great matchup. And like I said in the NFC, I think a Rams-Lions first-round matchup would be great because of all the storylines there and everything that it entails. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. Look, Dominic, we got just over a minute. I can do uh, answer my question first about which team slash player is under the most pressure uh, heading into this week. And look, uh, a lot of things up for grabs. And, you know, call me a homer, this, that, and the other thing. Yes, the Dolphins are clinched a playoff spot. But for me, the team under the most pressure is the Dolphins and the player is Tua. Look, Tua, I, I, I love you. You're awesome. You are a great player almost every single snap. But the snaps that we need you the most, you haven't shown you can be consistent. Go out there. Be consistent. Win this division. Tua, my eyes on you. You're on the hot seat right now. you got to perform. Uh, we don't want a wild card spot. Miami fans want to see us win the division and host a playoff game come week one of the NFL playoffs. So for me, Tua and the Dolphins under the most pressure, Dominic. Yeah, I'm going to go with Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like that I think, one. I think that the the kind of like weird season that Jacksonville has had, and we need to understand whether or not Trevor Lawrence is the future in Jacksonville. Everyone's going to say obviously yes, but I'm going to be that one guy that's still questioning whether or not Trevor Lawrence is the long-term answer, especially if the Tennessee Titans happen to upset the Jacksonville Jaguars. So keep an eye on that. The player with the most pressure that wants it so, so, so bad, it'll be Baker Mayfield. And I can't wait to see him probably struggle against Carolina, (laughs) who Carolina should be a lot better than what they are. Unfortunately, they took a flyer on the number one pick overall. Some would say it's a flyer. Some would say it was, it was an educated pick, but I don't know, man. That ownership up, up there in Carolina, he was recently caught throwing a cup to a fan. I don't know if you read that story, but we'll see what happens in Carolina. But they will shock, I believe, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Baker, unfortunately, will just have too much pressure on his shoulders. And that defense will be the difference maker this week. 
Well, I like that hot take there. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Power Hour. It is playoff time. Yes, playoffs. I cannot believe it. Enjoy. Sit back. Excuse me. Not. We're going to have playoff times the following week. We got week 18 to finish up, to set up the playoffs. And uh, jumping ahead of myself, I'm too darn excited myself. Pitching scenarios, week 18, folks. Hope you guys sit back and watch and get to see if your team punches a ticket to the playoffs. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in. Without you guys, there is no show. We'll be back next week, same place, same time, with preview.